All right, so we're just going to get into it. We don't need the roll intros. He does that all in post anymore. So it's what, episode, what is it, 37? 37? Episode 37, Finding Your Place. I got Jody Piles back in, uh, you know, back in the studio. Man, I appreciate you being here. I feel like our relationship, you know, has gotten pretty deep. I call you, a, I consider you a friend. Um, I appreciate you. And, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just interested in bringing you back here, just talking about life you know, I think we have a lot of similarities going on where we're single men in this community. You know, we can talk about being a single man in this community, like what's your perspective of it is, what my perspective of it is like, you know, um, I don't know, you know, just you, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. There's a lot of similarities. You got businesses here, you know, you've done business here, you know, you're a part of the community. You, you know, in our last episode, we talked about your political aspirations, you know, going through that, what happened with that and, um, not really going to go back into that and go watch that one if they want to know more about it. But, um, you know, just wanting to check in with you pretty much, you know, and just see how you're doing, what you're up to, um, you know, anything interesting going on. Um, so I mean, I, no real plan, just really kind of just kicking it with a buddy pretty much. So, um, well, I feel like we need some nachos. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> How controversial do you want to get? I can go uh, <laughs> as deep as you want to go, man. Like I'll talk about, I mean, really, we just need to be open and honest. And, right, right. And uh, whatever whatever we think, whatever we do say, if we have to like like cut that out, like, right, yeah. but pretty much it's just like me and you right now. No, um, really, I've kind of kept my head down probably since the I was in here, what, November, August, September, October, yeah, some, sometime like in that. there. Yeah. Uh, it was in the fall or whatever. Ever since then, I've really just tried to keep my head down. Yeah. Um, not kind of focus on just what I got to do to get by, survive. Um, told you I was looking at popping smoke and, and leaving the area. I'm yeah. still sort of in the area. Yeah. Um, have you actually sold the house? I have not sold the house. Okay. So the house is still there. Um, but um, apparently a lot of people are doing kind of what my mindset is on doing. Um going debt-free and doing the RV thing, and um, you, you got to grin. Camper down by the river. <laughs> hey. Um, well, it's better than a van full of candy down by the middle school, right? right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, camper by the river, I didn't realize how hard that was actually to do, to be, you know, simple. But um, that's kind of where I'm, where I'm going, not yeah. necessarily by the river, but um, I've looked in about four different states at various campgrounds, to put, I went and bought a big forty foot toy hauler uh, fifth wheel RV. Right, yeah. this this huge. Um, it, it's I like it. It's nicer than my house was, yeah. and um, it's something cool. I can pull my motorcycle up into it. Well, up until I wrecked my motorcycle Saturday. Oh man! Yeah, I laid it down. Uh, first time they say it's not a matter of where were you at doing that uh, on Route Eleven right there at the racetrack. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, I don't know. My handlebars. It's got four bolts that go into the forks there. Two of them just. So I couldn't turn. Oh my gosh! Bike just goes. But Man, anyway, you're lucky. Oh, I mean, yeah, geez. Well, yeah, the good Lord had His hand on me on that one, but uh, for sure. But um, so that's 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 been going on. So really been focusing on work, um, just trying to make as much money as I can and put it back for uh, whatever the next chapter is. I've been kind of watching. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and and trying to. I've gotten rid of all news outlets. Yeah. Not even Fox News anymore, man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I subscribe to Fox Nation, 
So I listen to some Tucker Carlson and stuff like that. Um, so I handpick the stuff that sure. I'm ingesting these days. Yeah. I've been on a um, information diet. Yeah. You know, no doubt about that. Yeah. Get yeah. rid of all the, the, the fats. I don't know that I've even, I can't, I can't, unless I'm a part of the local news, I can't even watch the local news. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know. really. I mean, it's just, it's just like, like, I, I mean, I guess the weather's pretty accurate, but like <laughs> everything else, I just can like, no. I don't trust that either. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, if, if it's not an app, you got to buy it up on your phone. I probably don't watch it. Um, but yeah, I've just been kind of keeping my head down, you know, focusing on that stuff. Like I said, some podcasts I'll kind of listen to every once in a while, keeping up with world events, not so much local stuff, but you know, what's going on in Ukraine and Russia and China and Taiwan and all that stuff to kind of see, cause that's all playing on our economy. Yeah. Um, you think these food shortages is really going to hit us? Like the United States is going to be like, like not having the things that we need. All right. You, you want your viewers to put the tinfoil hat on now? Right, as I start talking? Yes. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We're going to, we're going to go down this rabbit hole. Um, yes, I do. Um, I definitely think it's going to, we're going to see some major shortages. Um, and, and I've been saying this stuff actually for a while, like the shortages that we've seen in other countries. I've traveled all over the world, right? Yeah. And the things you see in other places, people think, oh man, we got it bad. You, we don't have it bad here, you know, um, and things really aren't going to change and you're not going to see people stop and start shifting their life to prepare for stuff until it starts affecting their new iPhone purchase or their Starbucks. Right. Right. When people get rid of their spoiled lifestyles, then you're going to start seeing, but all that stuff I think is coming. Um, I think we're definitely going to see food shortages. Um, obviously we're going to see fuel shortages. Um, I watched a thing with the, uh, the CEO of Pilot, which Pilot apparently is the largest, it's Pilot Flying J, yeah. owns the largest uh, group of like travel centers or whatever across gotcha. the country. So retail gas stations. Right. And they're the largest uh, purchaser of fuels and stuff. And um, they've cut them off on how much they're allowed to even purchase. Wow. And I watched the CEO in this um um, some type of meeting, I, I, I'd have to go back and, and send, I'll send it to you. Yeah. But basically he was standing up and he's like, look, we're being limited on what we can purchase as this trans, you know, furs over to our customers. You understand that you know, when you're asking us to cut back 50% of our purchase, what that's going to do to the economy. Yeah. Like that, that's, that means gas stations shut down. That means people losing jobs. That means, you know, fuel prices going up even higher. I, I personally anticipate I would see within the next three months, seven, eight bucks for a gallon of gas. Wow. Um, I think diesel will definitely be 10 bucks a gallon within the next three to three to six months. Easy. Wow. I can, that's, that's real world like pain. Oh yeah. You know, that's like, how do how do people make it? How do, how, like, how do they survive that? I mean, even just getting basic, like from home to work is going to be a problem at that point. Wait, you mean you're, you're, $600 stimulus checks last year didn't, didn't help this. <laughs> right. You get, you get what a couple $600 stimulus checks and they, then they raise everything by, you know, 20 to 50%. Right. You know, you're paying for that stuff back now. Right. But, but yeah, we could, we could definitely go down the rabbit hole, but I won't, you know, how do you feel? How, how do you, how do you feel about the overall temperature of culture? Like, you know, back when Trump was in office, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, very vocal, very angry people 
very willing to go and burn stuff down and stuff like that. Like, you know, like this, this, I don't, I don't see that temperature being that way yet, but if it's $10 a gallon of gas, I mean, it has to get back to, you know, the people that are working class people, the ones that usually put their head down and just go to work, they're going to lift their heads up and be, they're going to be, they're going to be the ones that need to be angry about that. Right. Right right now, social unrest, and this is obviously my opinion. Yeah. Social unrest is not, is not needed. That was all part of creating division, you know, dividing people on whether it's race or political lines, whatever it was to me, that was all about separating people and dividing. That was a, that was an agenda from the left. Absolutely. Yeah. To lead us into an election that I personally believe was stolen. Yeah. Um, but Right now, we don't need that. Yeah. Um, all of our focus has been pushed towards, you know, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. Yeah. And um, to me, if that's going on there, what are they taking our eyes from? Because yeah. you know, to me, all the social unrest exactly. was to take us away from, you know, COVID was a distraction. The the, the race riots and all that stuff was a distraction, every bit of it. So I don't think we have that division now because it doesn't meet their agenda at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, the next thing is, you know, we're going to have the, the monkey pox, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. What is this? I know like, so this is just another, this is just another thing like COVID's going to be this monkey pox thing. Like, what do you know about that? I, I've not really looked I know, into I've, it. I've seen headlines. Yeah. I've just seen headlines. I, I've, to me, it's just so ridiculous. It's like at this point, I mean, I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm living in my camper down by the river right. and it's me and my dogs, you know, I'm going to eat my TV dinner at night and, you know, watch Hulu and smile. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm waiting for, you know, unless it's knocking at my door, I'm not getting involved with it. That's kind of the mindset I've been in lately. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, I don't know. I think the whole monkey pox thing is to me, it's what else? What you else? Know, yeah. Really? That, so they they're just trying to line something else out there that we need to get a shot for. Yeah, I'm. I think you know by 2023, you know we're so we went for from a flu started by bats to yeah. now we have a rash started by monkeys. I kind of feel like maybe alien invasion should be by 2023, 2024, because <laughs> you know they actually like they had a, a Senate hearing about ufos wow last week did not know that look at look it up dude it's, it's crazy <laughs> they, they had a senate hearing about ufos so just wait i mean all of I mean, it's stupid man what, what's next right. you know it's like we're living in the twilight zone very much so i think i think there's still new variants of covid going around there's just not anybody reporting on them i, I would agree with that yeah. um but i th- you know it, it's called allergies yeah you know what i had a couple weeks yeah. ago you know what i'm going through right yeah um you know, the whole allergies, because I mean, yeah. And to me, it's nothing that hasn't been around forever. It's just now we got to apply COVID to it. Yeah. You know, I, I teach martial arts and um, look, see? Wow. This you is know, real that, life. That's crazy. And that's NPR. Yeah. This May is real 17th. Life. Wow. 400 reported incidents. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, what's next? I mean, if monkeys can give us a rash and bats can give us a flu, I mean, right. I'm waiting for, you know, my alien abduction, you know, right. let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but, That's hilarious. Um, to me, the idea of, you know, alien invasion would only, that, that would actually make sense why some of the 
people believe the way they believe in this country. You know, there's, there's no way any rational human could believe the way some people believe. So right. that makes sense to me. Yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. Can't, can't argue it, especially with NPR reporting it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I don't know, man. It's just a weird time to be alive. It's just such a wild, like, you know, society's crumbling, you know, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp, like all these, all these like high value men can't keep a woman. Like how, what kind of chance we got, you know, like I gave up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, being a man in this culture right now feels like the most challenging thing, you know? We're the only we're the only things not protected. We're the only things, you know, that seem to be not valuable to this culture. The worst know? thing you could be in America right now is a Caucasian straight man. Yeah. And you throw conservative in there and Christian or any you know, we can keep adding on, but that that's the basis of it. Yeah. If you're a male who identifies as male. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're Caucasian and you're straight. I mean, then you're, you're, the cards are stacked against so you. So let's talk about all that. Oh, Lord. Being in the New River Valley. Let's talk about that being all of that here. Like, what's, how do you, how are you, feel, how do you feel about all that? You know, it's like, as far as like you probably, I mean, I know you're keeping your head down probably in every aspect, but like, you know, I think, I think I know enough about you that, you know, you would like a good woman in your life, you know, like I want a good woman in my life. Like, how do you feel about the dating pool here in the New River Valley? <laughs> um, the dating pool um, needs a few drops of chlorine. Yeah. It, it needs to be cleaned out. Someone has definitely... Uh, Definitely urinated <laughs> in the dating pool. Uh, uh, I, I I looked into it for a while. You know, I was sitting and talking to you, and you know, you're like, "Hey, try online date." You know, no, yeah. no. There's some weird people. Yeah. Um. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I, I you know, there, there's some very sweet people out there, but um, I get some weird messages. The second I put out that, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm divorced and um it's weird the people who message and um i don't even know if i want you to play this but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> i had one girl even try to rob me oh yeah that's you about that yeah you told me about that <laughs> I, I i tried to go out with a couple different girls one girl tried to rob me um that was that was new um and it's weird in 2022 women are very very forward and it's weird. I don't know. You see that women want a good guy, but when you actually present them with what is a good guy, that now they don't want that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. I, I quit trying. I'm like, I, get, I gave it up. Yeah. You know, I tried it for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough for me. Right. That's enough. I give up. So you're just going to go do your own thing, get back to your purpose, you know? Yeah. Like whatever happens, whatever happens. I've really been focusing a lot more. I've gotten a little more on, on my martial arts stuff. Um, yeah. And um, I've really been focusing a lot on music. I've, I've gotten back into, you know, that used to be my, you know, my source of income. Yeah. It used to be my thing. And um, I've gotten away from that because I, I, I got away from it for the purpose of, you know, um, chasing other 
sources of income and trying to diversify a little bit. And really music got to the point that it was more business and less pleasure. And so now I'm I'm slowly finding the pleasure in music again. I've been writing again and playing more. I'm actually leading worship at a church in North Carolina now. I've seen that down in Mount Airy, right? Yeah. 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 Really cool church down there. And um, so I'm leading worship there and just kind of trying to get back into the music thing. So most of my evenings are spent alone listening to music and practicing and uh, trying to rehome that skill that I walked away from for a while. And, you know, so you're putting your stuff back into more yourself, your passions, your purpose in life. And you're not really worried about trying to attract or collect, uh, you know, women or woman. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no collection there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And anything I might have collected, I've, I've dropped that off at the Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, staying away from that. Yeah. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know as well as I do. I mean, if the right person ever came along, and and I'm actually trying to kind of struggling with that. Like, yeah. you know, there are people who believe like like this person was created for for me, and they're they're my soulmate. Or is that really the case? Or is it that there is a a pool or a plethora of people, and you just got to work and make it make it happen with yeah. with whoever? Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine that there's just one solely built person for another person. It's, it's, Oh, we've run into each other in some way we've connected in some way and let's, let's commit to being together and working on whatever we have to work on to be together and make it work and be happy. You know, I, I think that's, that's more likely. Well, here's the, I, I believe God's definitely powerful enough to do that. Yeah. He can create two people. You know, I, I believe that. Um, the question is, you know, is that the case? You know, I think the, the problem is finding two people who are, you know, on the same page about things and have the same vision and the same work ethic and the same, you know, to push for the same vision at the same time. Yeah. Seems like I mean, the- out of 7 billion people, you know, like he places you in a certain area. I just, I just can't imagine, I can't imagine that being a divine plan of, oh, like, like if if the, if he made one person for me, they're either dead or we just passed each other by and was too afraid to talk to each other. I think you yeah. said that on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah, <person. right. laughs> yeah. Like we missed each other or something. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, like I said, I, God can do anything He wants to do, and I think can that be the case for some people? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't know in my life. I don't know. I'm, you know, but I'm done trying. Right. But usually that's when God usually seems to work is when we get that. So if it crossed your path and you would try to get back to work on it. Um, if it landed in my front yard with a neon sign <laughs> attached to a meteor that just like and with flashing lights right. pointing. This is it. This, this is, is it. it. Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Um until then, um probably not. Yeah. I, you know, Having somebody to go out and have dinner with is, is nice too, though. Yeah. But the problem is you can't find anybody like, hey, you want, you want to go grab a bite to eat? And then either A, they're weird, or B, they start getting all up in their feelings. And, you know, by the end of the night, they're talking about a future with you. And I'm like, I'm just talking about having dinner because I don't want to sit in a restaurant by myself and play with my phone. You know, <laughs> I want to have a conversation. Hey, honestly, man, like the way I feel about it, I feel like, what's the purpose of like going and doing all the things that I've done, all the accomplishments that I've been able to accomplish and go out here and build everything that I'm building and 
do everything that I'm doing if I have nobody to bring it home to, if I have nobody to share it with. If there's, if there's nobody that loves me at the end of the day um, to, like, you know, bring the world to them, so to speak, I just feel it's going to be empty at the end of the day. I think that's kind of man's struggle anyway is because is, I mean, we're about leaving a legacy, right? Yeah. You know, what, what are you building all this for? Because one day when you die, you're not going to take it with you. So it's about leaving a legacy for the next generation, for, you know, for the little Scott Bunn yeah. running around, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you, obviously you got to have somebody in order to have that with. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just about trust, though. You yeah. Know, you get burned enough. Yeah. You eventually stay out of the kitchen away from the stove altogether. Another another issue with the, you know, the Instagrams and the TikToks and all the social media platforms that we, you know, that we do play on our phones on all day is the access people have to each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like the trust that the trust and the loyalty um, are easily damaged. Right. I think, you know, well, and, and, and you might get some hate comments on, on what I'm going to say now, but it's, it goes, goes with men too. So I'm not knocking men out of this, yeah. but obviously, you know, I date women. Um, and all women, I think, have a little crazy in them. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of finding the one you can deal with that level of crazy, which I'm sure guys are the same way. I'm yeah. sure women feel the same way about guys. Um, but it's just finding the one that you can mesh with that, you know, but I just, for me, it's the trust thing. It's like, I just, you know, I'm to the point now that I've got a very close knit group of people outside of that. I keep them all at arm's length. Right. Yeah. And I do, I feel like, um, that's something in you that I want that, that I'm trying to replicate is like that deep, like me and you, like, I feel like we have a, a deep rooted friendship. We'll be there for each other. If we call each other, we answer, we'll hear what we got to say. We'll try to give advice. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, sit at the bar, drink a beer, talk about it face to face every once in a while. And, um, I need, I need definitely more of that. I need, I need like the circle of friends that you have, like, like I need more people to turn to right. and like confide in. Um, and you think after 500 transactions, you know, after all the relationships I've developed in my business, um, that I'd have a little more deeper connection than I do, but I don't, you know, and I, that's, I think we live in a world today that everything's so surface. Yeah. Because of the Facebooks and the Instagrams and all that, right. it's it's all about surface. You know, it's it's about um, quantity over quality. Yeah. And and I'm still very much about quality. I don't, you know, I, I could care less about all the surface stuff. Um, you know, just with my social media, I, I, I'm, you know, you got five thousand people on a Facebook. You know, who cares? Right. You know, of that, I probably know. 10% of them, right. you know, 500, right? Yeah. I, I personally know. And of them, you only see like 25 of them running through the feed. I was going to say, it's, it's about a, it's about a 10%. So of the 5,000, I personally know about 500. Yeah. Of the 500, I actually interact with about 50. Of the 50, I'm actually friends with about five. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Um, people who I really feel like I could pick up the phone and go, hey, I'm broke down the side of the road. Yeah. You know, can you come by and help me? Yeah. Um, but we live in a world where everything's very surface. And, and so Ashley and I, we moved away from here and moved to Nashville, Tennessee for a while. Oh yeah. And, um, I was working with a church out there doing music and had a couple record labels when I was doing the country thing. And, um, and the reason we moved back here was because out there, it's like, everything was just so surface. Like there was no connection, no deep rooted connections with people. And, 
in, in a large city, you know, in a place like Nashville, where it's, you know, 1.2 million, I think, in the greater Nashville area is the population. So we came back here where we actually had that, what I thought was yeah. a close-knit group of people. Yeah. And then what I've seen over what's transpired over the last few years is that, nah, they were a little more surface than I thought. They just thought they had their hooks in a little bit deeper. And um, the way I've weeded it down is there's probably, you know, five. And unfortunately, most of those are spread out. My my best friends, you know, my, my absolute best friend lives in Georgia. Right. You know, the, the people I trust, I got another one that's, you know, he's he's between Florida and Tennessee, and I've got another one that's in, you know, Pennsylvania. They're the people I really, like, if I if I knew, and then, of course, you have your buddies that are close by. Right. You know, I've got you, i got another buddy I ride motorcycles with when I'm not wrecking. <laughs> and, and, you know, you, you got people like that that, that, that are close by, but um, really finding the people that, um, that you know have your back. That's hard to find. It is hard to find. Um, so I mean, I have, I def, I have like four, probably four people, three people here that you know, if I was, if I was hard up, I could call. I know they would answer, and and you know they would be there for me if I right. needed them. You know, I feel like that should that number should be a lot more. But see, the thing about this too is even those people like aren't in the same position in my life. Like me and you are in a similar position. We can go out on a Wednesday night if we decide to, you know, like we don't have any obligations, women, right. children, anything like that. We can hit the, we can hit it. We can hit a, you know, a bar or a restaurant sometime at a, at a later hour than most people would go. Right. Um, so that's just, that's the thing. That's a hard thing to find too, is available, available people that are in the same kind of boat in life that I am too. So that's, the, that's the really the struggle I see here is there's just not a lot of volume of opportunities. Um, and the great opportunities are really hard to come by, you know, even, even just friends. Right. I'm a firm believer that your friends determine your future. So for me, I'm, I'm constantly looking for people who are, are above me. Yeah. People who are in positions. Hey, I, I, that's what I want in my life. Yeah. That's the type of, that's that's where I want to be in five years, right? Um, because what I don't want to be is hanging out with people who are where I don't want to be. In, you know what I mean? Right. And 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 so that's how I determine the people who I spend my time with and who I hang out with is or is this a quality person? Are they walking in their life where I want to be in the next five years? In um, a book, I would highly recommend. I don't know why this came to my mind, but I don't know if you ever read the book. Um, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, I've heard. I've, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but it, it talks about that how your friends are determining your future and stuff. But, um, and and it's the same thing. Even we're talking about the dating scene. You know, for me, you see the 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 hodgepodge of people, and and I I don't want somebody who I've got to bring up to a certain level. Not that I'm anything, but I you know, to me, somebody who's got their life together, and and adding me to it is just. Um, is the icing or the sprinkles on the cake. I don't want to be the cake batter, you know, and yeah. I don't want them to be that for me. Yeah. Like to, that's, that's when I, you know, like I said, two people have, have it together and then they're running for the same goal. Um, yeah. But, you know, having the right amount, right people around you is, is key. I mean, I'm truly a gambler. I truly believe like this community can provide everything that we need and everything that we're looking for. You know, I, but that's a gamble, you know, because of the like the goals I have set, like the woman that I would think that is 
you know, I'm worthy for and is worthy of me. Um, you know, I feel like this community has what we're looking for. If we just put ourselves out there, which is a risk, you know, putting ourselves out there is, is, uh, frightening sometimes. I mean, it's, you know, you can, you know, you can get exposed. You can, you can embarrass yourself. Like, you know, like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just risky business putting yourself out there in that way. And, and like them knowing that you're putting yourself out there, right. You know, that you're interested in trying to connect with somebody. Um, it leaves you very vulnerable. It does. It does. And it's like, you know, when they know that it's like, you know, it's that cat and mouse game. It's like, or, you know, you're like the cat, you're trying to entice the cat to get the string. And as soon as you drop the string, it, it just is uninterested. Right. You know, like when they know that you're out there and you're interested, like they're not interested. Yeah. <laughs> when you're after your purpose and you're after, you're doing your thing and, you know, like you're not focused on anything, but then they're like, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, the second you start chasing, they, and to me, I don't want to chase. I don't either, really. I just want to be, I just want, I'm trying to make myself available right. to, to be open to whatever's, uh, you know, whatever's after me or whatever's out there, you know? I think of it like this. If you're, if I've got to chase something, that means it's running from me. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to attract. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to attract. You know, um, you know, don't chase money, make money chase you. Yeah. You know, don't chase women, make women, you know, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's all the same. And if you have your eyes, I think on the right thing and, you know, your focus and you're, you're driven then I think those things, we attract what we are chasing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if I'm chasing my goal or my, my that vision of where I want to be, then I think we naturally draw those type people. Yeah. And, you know, I've always, I've always, well, in the last, you know, decade anyway, you know, I've set my mind to something. I've created a plan. I've executed the plan and results have shown up. I feel like I'm apply, I'm trying to apply that to love. I'm trying to apply that to like developing a relationship and trying to find what I'm looking for in this community as far as like why I've done all this, you know? Like you got to factor in the human factor though. Yeah. That messes it all up. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 You throw somebody else in the mix, that messes it all up. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I just feel like, I've got to put my energy and effort behind my goals. And I can't believe in this Disney thing anymore of like, it's just magically going to happen. Ta-da. You know, like I just don't, I don't subscribe to that anymore. That's been beaten out of me because I've been waiting. I've been waiting. And, and, and and this is going to probably rile some people too, but I think for a long time, the Disney, um, vision has messed up a lot of relationships, you know, and definitely, and even dads who have told their daughters, you're a little princess, you deserve, you know, no, your daughter's a human being who has the same rights and the same voice as any man. And, you know, she needs to bring something to the table, the same as the man is expected to bring something to the table. You know, it's not up to, you know, yes, you can be a prince and she can be a princess, but you, you, you know, you accentuate each other's lives. You're not, dragging each other to the castle. You know what I mean? But just my opinion. It's interesting. I mean, it's, it's outside the box looking in. It's kind of entertaining. 
<laughs> oh, it's very entertaining. It's compelling. And I, I almost feel like if my life for the last year had been like the Kardashians, like, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians, it would have been a hit TV show. I, I've often <laughs> wanted to like wear like a body cam and yeah. just, just live my normal life right? and just start posting it, right? you know, in like hour segments and seeing, <laughs> you know, seeing if I get like a Netflix, you know, mini series or right. something, you know, but, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. But, and, and, and I'm at the point now I got a birthday coming up Saturday. Yeah. And, um, let's talk about that. Well, how old will you be? Damn. Tell us, be honest. Older than, than, than I was the last birthday. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, what I was saying is, I mean, I'm going to be 40. Yeah. And so that's, it's a whole different realm. So when you're, when you're, when you're 40 years old and you're looking at this, it's like you, what the pool gets even smaller. Yeah. And it's thicker with baggage. And, you know, when you are a single guy and you don't have that, um, not saying I have a problem with, you know, certain levels of baggage, as long as you're carrying it and you're not looking for, you know, if, if you go to any of these dating, like I was on one of those dating websites for like, like a month, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever. And I just, the st- stuff you read, I, I finally, I just deleted it. I'm like, I'm just deleting it off my phone. This, this is stupid. <laughs> you know, I'm looking for a dad for my, don't wait, wait, you looking for a dad for your kids. You know, that's, <laughs> that is, that is the dumbest thing you could ever, you know, right. Um, it, I just don't get it. Yeah. But, and that, that being that, you know, you know, in a town full of college kids. Oh, that's the opposite end of the spectrum. That's just being, as bad. Yeah. I'm just saying being a 40 year old man, single man in around two universities trying to be social and go out and in these environments, you got to dodge all of those. Yeah. You got to dodge all of them. Um, yeah. I stay away from that. Even too. the, even the 24 year old grad students, you know, like, that's not what they're looking for. Yeah. You know? That's like, and you're just wasting your time. Yeah. Um, well, the one that tried to rob me was 26. You know, she asked me out and I'm like, yeah, I'll go have dinner with you. And then she tried to rob me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but the, yeah, the, there's crazies. There's definitely some crazies. Um, so I don't know. I, like I said, I, I never thought I would be at this point in my life going through this, you know, but you know, here I am and uh, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, 39. Yeah, you're you're not you're right there with me, man. Yeah. I'll be 40 in January. So but I do think that what we bring to the table is pretty valuable. I think uh you know, we both got our our stuff together. We can go and hunt as far as as far as finances go. You know, look at you with your little blingy watch, you know. Like I think I think uh, we have plenty to offer. Um, it's just, can we find somebody that values it? You know, well, and 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 find somebody here. When you're looking at someone who's, you know, between the ages of say 35 and 40, if we just hone in on that area, what I've also learned is you have a lot of people who have gone out and lived their lives, females now, and I'm sure it's the same way women looking at the, the men's market, um, who've gone out and lived their lives and they've given of themselves freely, but then all of a sudden they want to settle down with a good guy. I'm sorry, but I don't want that. You know, I, I, I don't, that's not the, that's not a female I want in my life. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think, I think men, most men are in their, their mental, physical, financial, 
pretty much all over peak between the ages of 32 and 40. Are you saying I'm coming out of my peak, bro? Come on. I'm just saying that's, that's like, you, like that's our peak conscious. Can we push the peak up to like 45? All right, we'll go to 45. All right, thank you. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, if I'm saying that about you, I'm saying that about me too, you know, but you know, 38, 38 for me was my absolute best year. Really? Yeah. Like, you know, I trimmed down to 165. I had earned crazy money that year. Right. Um, you know, I I feel like I'm going to replicate that. I'll be able to replicate that for a while. But in my physical state of feeling good, looking good, earning good, like all that stuff, I don't. I I'm I'm going to be very selfish in what I take on and what I'm looking for and and I'm going to I'm going to do that for the opportunity to be selfless right to give what I've got to give Absolutely. and be what I want to be and um because if if I think I settled if I think I settled at that point yeah. I'm never going to give them everything I have and I'm not I'm always going to be resentful at the end of the day I'm going to be like nah it was a safe bet I'm going to ride out a nice life. But if something else comes along, am I going to be respectful to that relationship? Right. Probably not. You know? See, I, I, I'm, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum, not disagreeing with you. But for me, I don't want to think that I've peaked already. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you this. I'm coming into 40 on Saturday, so we're only like four days away. Yeah. Honestly, I can say I've accomplished everything I've ever set out to accomplish. Nice. In the martial arts world, I've at one point – I owned seven martial arts schools. I was head of my own martial arts organization. Um, uh, the um, the American Martial Arts League was mine. Um, I've won world titles in it and stuff. In music, you know, I've been with record labels. I've been on stage with a number, you know, George Jones and Gretchen Wilson, Confederate Rail, a number, Neil McCoy, a number of these guys that you hear on the radio and where most people would think, oh, man, I'd love to be there. And that's as far as I've ever attempted to go, but I don't want to feel like I've peaked in my life. I want to think what's next is going to be even better because if I think that I've already peaked and that doesn't make tomorrow look very exciting. So I'm I'm hoping that my peak is tomorrow and tomorrow I'm going to hope my peaks the next day. Well, I mean, obviously as far as financials go, you're going to start accumulating and putting back a lot more in these, in this next decade, decade and a half of your life. But as far as the dating pool goes after, you know, after a certain age, the, the, you know, the 25 to thirties are going to look at us a little different after 40, I think, you know? Uh, so we had to be that much more valuable. We had to, I, I've got a completely different theory. That just makes me think of something. I got a completely different theory when it comes to women who date men who are over 15 years older or 15 years younger. Yeah. Like those, I would never want a woman that young. Yeah. Cause the way that I know that they would be looking at me, um, I, we're not going to go into that. But, <laughs> um, I watch, uh, there's this one podcast called entrepreneurs in cars. Yeah. You need to check it out. It's super right. cool. But, um, so I, I watch and listen to a lot of that, but I've got a theory when it comes to, you know, women who date men who are more than 15 years older or like 12 to 15 years younger than them. Yeah. The, the mindset of those women and their insecurities. Um, they're either looking for a free ride 
or they're so insecure about who they are that, you know, and, and their own age of getting older, like say, a, you know, a 40 year old woman who's dating a 25 year old man. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're totally scared of getting old. So they're trying to hold on to that youth, but well, I can, I still got it because I got this young man, <laughs> get real. Right. Cause in five years, you ain't gonna have that guy, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, I don't know. So I've, I've got my own theories there. So, for me, I don't even know. Like age wise, I'm not looking for anything. Yeah. Anything. Period. If, if it shows up, it shows up. Um, if it doesn't, I just got something in my head that I think that most women between the ages of 25 and 30 are reaching, you know, to the point in their life that they've made some decisions on their life path. They're starting to earn money. They're starting to decide on what they want. Stepping into that they, professional they, level. They've been into enough relationships where they know what they like, they know what they don't like, they know what they want. They're ready to make some decisions on a relationship and a life. Uh, they're they're their peak finan- uh they're their peak physically for having having children. Right. You know. So that's that's my theory behind why I'm interested in that age group right now. Right. Because that's I want I want the best possible outcome for my children. Right. And I want her to be healthy after children. Makes sense. I want her, I want her to be able to bounce back, you know, and that's vain. That's vanity. Right. But I want, I want her to be uh, strong enough physically to eliminate what's going to happen to her body after children. Right. So that's why I'm into that, that kind of age group. Now, if this was, you know, a hundred, 150 years ago, it's a different ball game altogether. Yeah. You know, Older men with younger women was a normal thing, right? Um, but I think in today's world, I still think it is. I still think, so? I think forty year olds are getting with twenty five year olds every day. That scares me. Yeah, that, that, that scares me though. I mean, I'm just saying that age group that that five year age group window is getting with men that can like. But I think we I don't think we have society is not mature like it used to be. Yeah, like whereas you know 150 years ago a 25 year old woman was. They were at their peak, right? They were they were kind of starting on the downward slope. But honestly, because they had already been married with children, because in that time frame they were getting married at yeah. twenty twenty one. Yeah, you know, or younger. Yeah, um, I mean, kids who are getting married at fourteen, fifteen, seventeen years old, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, but there was a level of maturity that was there. You know, I think about uh, like my grandparents. You know, my my grandmother got married, I think, when she was sixteen to my grandpa who was, who was 19 and they were married until, you know, 1982 when my grandmother died, you know, see that doesn't exist anymore. No, that doesn't that, you know, and that's the downfall of the the culture. Yeah. Really? You, you, you know, you took those vows in front of God and your family and you honored them until death. And that was it. And you had three or four or five kids, you know, they had eight. Exactly. Eight kids. Exactly. That's unheard of. If you, if, if this, if this culture has three kids now, whoa, whoa, that's a lot. Three kids is a lot. I mean, like one kid, like that's really all I care about. Like just, just, just so I know I've survived, you know, just Something a boy, on. girl doesn't matter. As long as my blood's passed on, boom, I got something that I got something, I got something out there that's mine. I think you and I've talked about this. I, I've got a little brother. I'm hoping he, he carries that. Oh, you did yeah. say that. And I told you, like, you know, people people back in the day died to keep your bloodline alive. And for you not to continue on is just like, it's kind of a waste. 
Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but but I also think about society, man. The world we live in is not the same as what my grand. You know, my grandfather. He was he was a master sergeant in the army. He fought in World War II. He was part of that greatest generation. He's a guy that you know worked three or four jobs and and raised eight kids. And my grandmother didn't work. You know, she stayed. Look at home. what they sacrificed. Yeah. Look at what they sacrificed. They believed in something, and. You know, and they, you didn't hear, and not knocking PTSD or any of that stuff, but they, they came home and went back to life. Yeah. It wasn't none of this, I can't function. They came home from World War II and they went back into life and they, they raised families. And, and, you know, we have a different society altogether. They had something that, you know, stepping into out of the 40s into the 50s, the world still was a, you know, or America still was that, you know, Mayberry front porch sitting you know, kind of a mentality yeah. and something happened, I think in the sixties and the seventies, it kind of shifted things and we just don't have that society no more. So for them to pass something on, the world looked good, you know, for right now, I look at it going, man, I don't know. I'm waiting, you know, what's next, you know, right. like, is it going to be alien invasions in 2023 right. or, you know, for me, I, I'm thinking, you know, I, I think we're on the verge of world war three. I honestly do. Yeah. Um, so if, I mean, yeah, I mean, if, uh, I think China wants to invade Taiwan yeah. or something crazy like that. So who knows, man. But at the end of the day, if, if you don't create, like I told you this, like, look at your value set, look at, look at like what you could pass on, look at what look, that possibility, you just never know one person, one person could change it all. You're right. You know? And I'm just saying, like, I just feel like the you know, I'm going to put this out there. Like I am a believer of Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But the only way we know here on earth, if you don't have that faith to survive is to create. Right. And that's to have children. Right. So like, well, that's a commandment from God. He said, be fruitful and multiply. It's the very first commandment in the Bible. He told yeah. Adam, be fruitful and multiply. Um, so I I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. So, so in my mind, I, I, I have questions. I'm, I want, I want to die and go to heaven. Right. But the only way you truly know that you're going to leave something back here on earth is to create something. Right. And like a lot of people create works of art. A lot of people create music or whatever books, whatever. Like I would much rather have blood flowing yeah. of mine than anything else. No, I, I totally get it, and 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 I agree. Yeah, um, it's, it's scary. Yeah, because to me, for me to do that means I have to trust somebody again. You got to dive back into that murky water of the dating pool. That's true. I got something. This is a tweet from Elon Musk earlier today. Uh, it's just talking about the fertility rate of women in uh, the U.S. right now, and it's at an all-time low, as you can see right here. Wow. So in order for a generation to replace another generation, uh, the average child rate of a woman in the U.S. would need to be 2.1. And we haven't seen that since like the mid-2000s. And this is, this. I think this is a global effort. I think this is a global effort to depopulate our, com- our community. It's just to depopulate the earth, really. All right, well, let's jump back into conspiracy theories. I wonder how much of this has to do with what we're ingesting. You know, like like the COVID vaccine, for instance. Yeah. You know, people who are having you know fertility issues due to the COVID vaccine. Like, yep. what are we ingesting that's causing this to happen? Yeah. I think they only want people. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they only want people with means to be able to create. 
which with in vitro and all these all these steroids and and things that they got to pump you with uh, to to even conceive a child. Right. They want only people that have money. I mean, a lot of people without money are having children still, but they don't want that. They don't want this welfare going to just anybody. You know, they they want to eliminate that. I would think so. You know that that's a great that was a great thing to put up there. I mean that's that just that just proves that there's been an effort to decline the population. Well, I mean, you, some of your your biggest uh, movers and shakers in the world are all about the depopulation of of the world and what is it they believe that the world should only have? It's like it's less than a like less than a, a billion people. It's like seven hundred and some like I can't remember. It's like yeah, seven hundred fifty yeah. million people is like what they think it should be or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, well, that's 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 like ten percent of what it actually is. So I mean, right. you, you know, that's that's a major something's got to happen, right? Um, maybe monkeypox is it. <laughs> wow, I'm interested to track that stuff and see like how that goes. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be wild. Are you gonna get your monkeypox vaccine? I'm not. Well, you got to quarantine for two weeks if you get the box. <laughs> um, but you know, all that stuff's coming, yeah. and and I think it's just gonna get worse. Back to what we we're talking about with you know. Um, food shortages and stuff. I mean, have you noticed like the number of food distribution plants across the country that's just caught fire? Caught fire or all their chickens died or yeah. something? Yeah. Tell me this stuff isn't isn't planned. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's it's hard not to be a conspiracy theorist when everything that is called conspiracy is coming it, true. Yeah, it's it's what's happening. Yeah. You're not a conspiracy theorist at that point. It's 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 what's going on. Right. Um and if you're if people aren't seeing it, Man, their heads are stuck so far in the sand, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but um, like I said, I, I'm a firm believer we're on the, the verge of a World War III. You know, I think that, you know, our eyes have been taken and focused on 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 Russia and Ukraine. And I think it's gaslighting, you know, what's going on over here with China and Taiwan. I think that's going to be a big player here in the next. But ultimately, China and Russia have one common enemy, and that's the U.S. Yeah. And I, th I think we're going to see some major, some major, you know, uh, issues in the next, I'm going to say. Did you see the issue with the wheat supply? Say again? Did you see the issue with the wheat supply? Uh -oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Like 10%, like 10% of the wheat is gone. Pretty right, much. We only have 10 weeks of wheat supply left in the world. Oh, wow. Wow. That's, I have a lot of Time to get our bread. Yeah. I guess. And, well, well, think about it. I think the average, um, the average shelf life of food in any supermarket is like four hours. And you think, well, that can't be right. How, how's that? But if you think about this, so let's say you go into work at 8 a.m. and they call for a huge snowstorm and you want to leave work at lunchtime. By the time you go to Walmart or whatever, you know, Food City, wherever you go buy your groceries, half of the milk and bread's gone because everybody got to have milk sandwiches, right? Right. Because it's snowing. Um, so think about it. If a real disaster happened, how fast everything would be gone. The shelves would be cleared out. Yeah. Um, and if if people aren't preparing for this stuff, I mean, like that, that I had no clue the ten week supply, and and the whole the whole diesel shut down. You know, if diesel's ten bucks a gallon, which it's already, I think the national average for diesel is is like it's well over five dollars. Every morning, I for one of the first things I do is I Google what the national uh, average for fuel prices are for the day. Yeah. Just to see. I actually have a bet with a guy. I told him by mid-June, we're going to be 
national average is going to be five bucks a gallon. He's like, there's no way. And I saw every day I'm watching, you know, so I can, I, I want to win my hundred bucks. Um, it's going to cost me more you're than gonna that. You're going to need that hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. He can bimbo you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can't drive to get it. But, um, but I think all that is in play. I think it's just, it's about, um, if you want to go super conspiracy, it's about creating that agenda 2030, you know, collapsing the first world, you know, systems and, and putting us all on a one world, you know, system, one world government, one world financial, one world medical, yeah. you know, all that I think is in play. Um, but once again, that's my tinfoil hat talking. Yeah. I, I could see a scenario where that's happening. I mean, they're clearly, that's clearly their goal. I mean, they're saying it to us out loud. So I wonder at what point people are going to like, we have this mindset. We, we've never, yes, we've had the war in Af- Afghanistan and Iraq and, um, and some of us, you know, you're probably old enough to remember. Well, I'm sure you are. Uh, when I was little, you're the same age as me. We sit and watch um, uh, the first Persian Gulf War on TV, and you know, I'd watch all the live, you know, stuff. I had an uncle who was there, so I was really in, interested in that. But, but we've never truly felt. You know, 9/11 happened, yeah, and and everybody kind of stopped, paused everybody. But it was like a quick bounce back, and now there's a whole generation of people that didn't experience that. You know, they don't know. People who are graduating high school now, they, they, they weren't ex- alive. Yeah, they didn't experience yeah. that. They don't know what it was like. Um, so there's a whole generation of America that's never truly experienced pain or heartache or, or, or experienced loss. And if you think about it, you and I really haven't. Yeah. You know, we were born in 1982 yeah. or 1983, whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've never really experienced true pain, true heartache um, like generations before us have experienced. And I think that. You know, we've kind of got this mindset that America's untouchable, um, and and that's not the case. Yeah. You know, I think we are we're hanging by a thread. We're teeter tottering on the we're edge. We're as weak as we've been in a really long time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're as divided, and and we're we're weak politically. Yeah. I mean, the leadership of the country is just the weakest that could be. What leadership? Exactly. I mean, we got a guy that can't put four words together to make a sentence. Right. You know, and we call him a president. Right. The only person who is less qualified to be president of the United States is the vice president of the United States. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, what what are we looking at right now right. As, as a country? And we are the laughing stock of the world. Yeah. You know, I've got opportunities to go and do work in other countries. I'm afraid to leave the country right now. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 very scared to to up and leave because I'm like. Will I get back? What, what's what's the you know what's everything going to look like? Right. Um, that's why a camper by the river. No doubt. My dogs. I might I might need a room in the camper by the river. I got two queen beds. <laughs> I got two queen beds. Right on. Well, man, I think that's a good ending point, man. I appreciate the conversation. Um, it's always entertaining talking to you. It's always fun just kicking it. Um, you guys uh, need a thousand subscribers still. Like if you're consuming this on any other platform but YouTube, go to YouTube, uh, subscribe there for us if you don't mind. And uh, we appreciate your support and uh, we'll see you next time.